Hey there, and welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we discuss and bring together technology, leadership, and culture, giving you a little heroic TLC to get you mission ready for life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thanks for joining us on Episode 8. Now, I've talked about bringing your own bravery in past episodes, and after getting some feedback from listeners, some questions came up about where that ability to confidently, bravely, and boldly take on new areas and projects with lots of unknowns and uncertainty, where does that all come from, and how do you cultivate it? It's a regular requirement of my job and a skill that I often overlook or take for granted. Yet having a solid grasp of your self-worth and confidently taking on the unknown is an absolutely essential life skill that many don't learn, and it's a force multiplier for success in your life. And, you know, it's also a skill that will serve you in every aspect of your life to help you know when, how, and why to stand up for yourself, ask for more, uh, to demand more of what you need, to fight for what you're worth, and know what you're willing to walk away from. In general, this ability, this, this confidence or bravery allows you to command value and respect in everything that you do in work and life and all the interactions and relationships woven in between. Now, in order to lead, build, learn, and grow, to be heroic and mission ready for life, it takes an unshakable faith and self-confidence. And all of that stems from a firm sense of self-worth. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to supercharge your self-worth so that you can continue to build your confidence and courage to be heroic and advance yourself every single day. But before we get into that, I just want to share a little bit about what Heroic is and what it does. So this podcast is sponsored by my company, Heroic Media, and we build and implement growth strategies from thought to profit. So if you like what you hear, and if it aligns with your culture and you're looking to build a, a growth engine or start an entrepreneurship initiative inside your organization, or you just need to figure out new ways to light a fire under the asses of your team, please send your boss, your friends, your colleagues, your HR manager to heroic.org. That is H-E-R-O-I-K.org. That's our corporate site where you can book a heroic transformative talk for your team. You can schedule a collaborative whiteboard session or a cup of clarity. Or you can talk growth with us and, and take a look at some of the multidisciplinary consulting options that we, we give and provide across the three dimensions of technology, leadership, and culture. Again, that's over at Heroic.org. You can also find links to it at our culture site over at GetHeroic.com. All right, that's all the advertising I have for you today, so let's kick it off. So, how do you build an unshakable faith and confidence in yourself? How can you elevate your sense of self-worth? Well, let's start with self-confidence. To me, confidence is really more of a measurement of, of strength of your character than, than anything. And strength can be found in several areas within anyone brave enough to look for it. Right? Just the act of looking for strength within yourself will make you stronger. If you get in the focused habit of mapping out and connecting with your strengths and, and replacing the habit of looking for things to make yourself feel weaker 
you know, I find strength in, in that knowledge. I find strength in the knowledge of subject matter and skills and experience and mastery. I also look, I also find a lot of strength in like self-knowledge and self-awareness. And this all starts with authenticity. If, if you can be real with yourself, if you can be comfortably uncomfortable and smile and laugh at who you are, where you are, with what you have right here, right now, in this moment, then you can confidently do any number of things. If you can cherish your strengths and weaknesses in equal measure, it will be much, much harder for people to get you down. It'll be much harder for the things beyond your control to get you down. If you can laugh at yourself and at how silly and foolish you can be at times, you can be profoundly more resilient. If you can be vulnerable and honest, like upfront, you've decreased the fear and anxiety factor for yourself by 10x. If you can admit that, you know, if you, if you can admit what you don't know and quickly tap into your growth mindset and, and become that master learner, put on that explorer hat, you know, harness that curious mind, you are automatically in a better position to make clearer decisions and develop better ideas. There is tremendous power in this kind of honesty, authenticity, and vulnerability, personally and professionally. And all of this allows you to set more reasonable expectations between you, uh, yourself, and the rest of the world and focus on enjoying and maximizing the moment. So how do you get there? Well, let go of allowing other people to define you and your value as a human being. People are not objective. They very rarely are objective. They have their biases and they love to judge you based on things that are completely out of your control. Uh, you know, so you need to systemically filter out these junk frameworks and value systems that allow other people to really define your worth. You need to be very skeptical of, of social normative values. Social normative values are the ones that uh, we set as a society but are very, very subjective. They can be vague, reinterpreted, and used uh, by a mob mentality to bully you or, or simply create leverage for one person over somebody else. So you got to be careful with them. Now, it's not, it's, it's not enough just to abandon everybody else's standards or the societal standards or societal uh, values or the values of your organization. You know, ultimately, you need to live up to your own standards, and that means you have to create your own standards. You have to become a judge of your own character and be a disciplined uh, judge of your own character because you have to hold yourself accountable to whatever standard you want to live up to. You also need to know the difference between a standard and an aspiration. Otherwise, you'll get lost in the habit of beating yourself up and being way too hard on yourself for not being perfect. Now, I fall for that um, often where I want to set and live up to a certain standard and I confuse a standard for an aspiration, right? And um, it's not really a check and balance on, on ethical or, or respectful behavior um, in, in terms of what's good versus, you know, what's amazing. But it's important to have standards and, and recognize that there's a gap between the standards and the aspirations of where you're going next. You know, the other part of that first question I asked was, you know, how do you develop that unshakable faith in yourself? Well, you know, I can't say that it's unshakable because at times, just like everybody else, I too struggle. But I know my strengths. I know my capabilities. I'm aware of the abundance of opportunities in the world that I live in. 
I, and I have a deep belief that come what may, I'll figure out what I need to do next. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm also afraid. I don't want to lose what I've built or, or get lost on my path. And, and that fear drives me into, it inspires me. I, I work with that fear. I wrestle with it because it drives me to taking corrective actions, putting up signposts to make sure I don't get lost and creating metrics to ensure that I don't fall off the mountain or have to start over. So all of this is, is a, a means to say that, you know, ultimately you need to build a personal culture platform of one. It is personal to you because the, the standards that society lives up to these days, a lot of it, I, I found that it's, it's toxic. It's dysfunctional. There's a lot of dysfunction in it. And, you know, I felt I had to go on a journey and strip it down to its bare bones and go through all of the parts and decide what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to throw out. Right. I run everything through the heroic golden rule, which acts as my filter. And the heroic golden rule states this cultivate that which serves you and hit the eject button on that which does not. To me, this is a very personal process because what serves me, what fuels my fire, my passion, my drive, my performance may be entirely unique from in comparison to what serves other people, even friends and loved ones. So it's really important that you uh, take the time to define your values, your valued behaviors, and your own code, your own culture. You can borrow from others, you can curate it if you wish, or you can steal mine. I'll let you borrow heroic culture. It can be a placeholder for you until you define your own or, or really make that decision to become part of this tribe um, to, to uh, help uh, hold you accountable. Now, in terms of culture, rituals, ha habits, Artifacts, tangible things are all keys to maintaining a healthy culture and, and you need them to sustain, uh, sustain you, right? You need ways to regularly remind yourself of the path that, that you're going on as well as the path that came before so that you can summon up the courage to take that next step. So surely you've built momentum in your life before. After all, you're alive, which means you've had to have survived something. You've lived through something in order to be here now, wanting what you want, thinking and planning to and taking actions to go and get it. Remember this, you're already a survivor. Now, one of the tools that I use to help me connect to the to the path behind me is I keep a victory board and it's just a cork board uh, and that has on it all of these uh, trophies and medals and and a hodgepodge of all these victories and things that mean something only to me. So every race, every mud run, all of the important achievements in my life, if they can be held on that board, I, I pin them to that cork board. Sometimes I'm trying something new and, and the, the trophies or the artifacts and talismans of my victories are only meaningful to me. Sometimes it can be an, a note on an envelope or a ticket stub or a name badge from a conference you went to not knowing if you were going to land a gig from it or have to live out of your car, right? I pay attention to the little victories and I highly, uh, I, I highly recommend that you do too because you need to take a look back and re recognize the little momentums building up. The, these, these are the, uh, the embers, right? The more you look uh, for these embers, the more you look around and count these embers, the greater the flame and the faith that you'll have in yourself. That's really important. Keep a victory board, start building your own culture, take it seriously and commit to it. Commit to yourself. Also, map out in advance how your strengths can be applied to any project or any new thing you're, you're, you're taking on. 
how your strengths can be applied to achieve the goals. Because not everything is going to be clear cut. Not every problem is going to map out clearly or perfectly to your skill set. If you know your strengths, your skills, and your weaknesses really well, and you can recognize relationships uh, and form analogies and metaphors to apply one set of knowledge to different and new areas, this will help you become uh, multidisciplinary and adaptive, and you'll be useful in more than one department or scenario, if not any scenario. Because over time, the more you work on this, it teaches you how to think and learn and look for patterns and develop playbooks. Because, you know, tried and tired tactics in one industry are innovative moves when applied to others. I know this. I've done this for a really long time. A big part of my job as a consultant is to get to, get to know all of these different industries that my clients work in and their business and their tactics. And so I have these robust playbooks that I've built over time. I also know that most people haven't had the experience that I've had uh, across my uh, across all of these industries. And even if they did, their takeaways or insights from those experiences are usually different than my own. So I find comfort in knowing this, that it's, that it's highly likely um, that my perspective is unique because I know and am willing to bet that I can add a lot of value to the to the new project or, or the goal, whatever we're working on. So to quickly recap where we're at so far, you need to know your strengths and your weaknesses and be real about them. Be content laughing at yourself and admitting what you don't know and let that guide your exploration. Let that curious mind be curious and, and play and uh, connect in that student mode, right? Also, start building your own culture, your own rituals that reinforce your confidence. Start a victory board. Then map out how your skills and strengths might be applied to help achieve the goals of the project. Look for the patterns, the similarities, the overlap, and remember that your takeaways from previous experiences likely give you a different, if not unique, um, lens or, or set of insights on the challenges that, that you're about to face ahead and how you might address them. And, you know, your strength and confidence in these skills, like any muscle, will continue to improve with increased work under stress. So just by, you, you know, in order to build it, you need to use it. You need to do it. So that, that really boosts, that really, those are some of the things that really boost my confidence going into any scenario. Those help me to be more effective and more confident um, on the business battlefield and in life in general. So uh, what habits and tips will increase your sense of self-worth? Well, here are eight tips to help you supercharge your sense of self-worth. Number one, start. 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 Simply sending yourself down a path of, of self-improvement is helpful by itself. Decide to start. Decide to begin. Whether you're doing a small thing to advance yourself, whether it's a diet, an exercise routine, a book, a conference, subscribing to this podcast, or ju just by seeking any growth path, you'll see things in your life pr uh, improve. Uh, the, the tiny things you do matter, and it's okay that they only matter and are recorded on the scoreboard to you. This is how you get started. Record the small wins. Get on a path to improvement, to elevate your sense of self-worth. You know, problems and suffering tend to arise and persist when we procrastinate and excuse or allow ourselves to stray away from our own goals. 
I do all sorts of things to pursue gro growth. I read books, I take programs, I watch documentaries, I invent, you know, things to do to, con to connect with my wife and so on. And it's, there's always something new to learn and some new area to grow and work on. That's number one. So number two, clean up your psychological surroundings. Think of the things and content that feed the negative thoughts, the worrisome, anxious thoughts, and consider reducing or eliminating them. Start filtering out the negative influences that make you doubt yourself or doubt the opportunities in the world or, or, or think that your goals are inaccessible to you. Few people filter out all of these sources that are making up this environment that is really holding you back. You need to do this. Consider the videos you watch, the music you listen to, the shows you watch, the news you consume, and how it weighs on your, on your thoughts, your feelings, and your operating attitude. Because at the end of the day, this is eating up your RAM in your operating attitude, and it is limiting your, your ability to recognize opportunity and to be focused on recognizing your strengths and recognizing patterns to you know, maximize the, those opportunities and take advantage of them. Kill these apps running in your operating system. It's, that's what's holding you back. That So often you'd be amazed, organizations large and small, or even at the individual level. Kill these apps. Filter this stuff out. All right, number three, put fun and relaxation as a priority on your schedule. Stop penciling it in and then erasing it and covering it up with work. Treat Fun and relaxation and rejuvenation. Treat this as, as you would your most important business meeting. Block out the time and don't let the rest of life interfere. Understand the effects of the, that these activities have. You know, the, you know, taking time to relax and rejuvenate, uh, this reinvigorates you. This brings you more energy and excitement. It brings you back to life. Honor yourself. Rest. Don't do any work or physical or mental at least one day a week. Choose a sacred day to recharge your batteries and rejuvenate your spirit. Now, I'm not getting into religion or anything like that beyond cultivating that personal culture of you, for you. One of the things that we like to do is practice at, at you know, uh, practice self-management in three dimensions. And that's those three dimensions it comes down to where are you pouring your tea, your time, energy, and attention. And you need to recharge your energy, just like you sleep to, to increase your capability, to show up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, to spend time working the next day and be attentive and be focused. You need to rejuvenate your energy by taking a break and relaxing and doing something that feels good, that, that gets your spirits up, that lifts you, that motivates you, whatever that is. Number four, you also need to monitor your internal chatter. You know, you need to note when your thoughts begin to send you into a place of distress, anxiety, depression, or just negativity. If it's the vibe of the place that sends you, you uh, in, into that mode, address that too. If it's listening to a radio program or uh, watching a cruddy show that ultimately makes you feel scared or worried for the future of the universe or the future of the planet or what have you, watching that's probably not serving you because you don't need to take on that challenge alone, right? Monitor your internal channel, your, your internal chatter, anything that's happening that you're internalizing that manifests in some sort of narrative within yourself. If you get triggered, try and map out why. Take a look at your thoughts, journal, write things down, express yourself. You need to take time to do this. This is about mastery and getting mission ready for life. Number five, 
confront your negative self-talk with realistic, uh, you know, positive opportunities to act. Consciously make course corrections away from the negative thoughts that bring procrastination, distress, and anxiety into your life. This is super important. You cannot play victim. You cannot sit idly by when you make an observation of something that you don't like. Your life is not a Seinfeld episode. Unlike Seinfeld, you're not getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars for someone to watch reruns of you whining about stuff. No one cares. You need to care. You need to address your environment, your life. You have a sacred responsibility to build, live, and enjoy the great life. And that means taking action, especially in those moments where it's not going the way you'd like it to go. You have the opportunity to do something about it. So take advantage, even if it's just correcting the thought in your head. Challenge those thoughts. Okay, number six. Take complete ownership of that which is completely under your control and influence, including your beliefs, your attitudes, your actions, and extend it to your environment. You have a lot of influence over your environment. You have a lot of influence over all of these factors that are producing the results that you're seeing in your life right now. For most people, this will require stepping up your game in huge ways. I know it's work, but this, this is where it starts. You have to take ownership now. If you can be authentic and say, I'm good at this, I'm not so good at this right now, I need to work on this, start working on whatever you need to be working on. You have to hold yourself accountable. You need to take ownership of your life. You have a right and responsibility to build, live, and enjoy the great life, and nobody else is going to do it for you, but it's your responsibility. Number seven, you really have to have courage and invest in your own self-respect. Having self-respect sometimes means taking a seemingly simple and subtle stand and saying politely or firmly or strongly, no, no thanks, none for me. I won't do that. I had this, you know, uh, I had to deal with this when I was losing weight. Um, we live in a food-driven culture and constantly are presented with food uh, especially junk food at parties and social gatherings. And I really had to practice getting really powerful with my no. And later on, as I learned about boundaries and things, and I learned about what was really healthy and right for me, I had to learn to get even stronger with my no. There's so many opportunities and options out there. Um, you need to focus your efforts to get the things that you want out of life. And this means by saying no to a lot of mediocre things and saying yes only to the great things that you really, really want to do. By saying no to all of those things that don't serve you, well, this can make you leaner, meaner, more studlier, more attractive, and put you in situations where you're saying yes to the right things that you've been holding out and waiting for, which is like, yes, I'd love to take you out to dinner, right? Yes, I'd, I'd love to learn how to rock climb. Yes, I'd love to work with you on that project. So you, you got to manage that and, and really invest in your self-respect and Hold out for great things. It's worth it. Number eight, remind yourself of your goals when you have to interrupt the temptations and, and old patterns. So an example of this is, no, I won't have another piece of cake. I care about my figure and my health, and I'm working hard to improve it. I've had to shut people down because they persistently want you to be unhealthy with them. People are like crabs in a bucket. They don't like seeing change. They don't like seeing people escape. They don't like seeing people elevate. It's, it's a kind of a collective dysfunction. Not everybody's going to be growth-minded. Not everybody's, especially in certain categories. They might be in others, but they might um, be holding you back in others. So you need to 
firmly reassert your goals and reinject your goals, um, even just by yourself, um, even when you're trying to convince yourself to to not do something that isn't good for you. Rem- remember what it is, the reason why you're, you're not going to do that. Like, why are you not having a third piece of cake? Right? Okay. Well, you know, that's the, those are all the eight tips. But for many, this isn't the first time you've heard these things. These, this isn't the first time you've heard this message. But I, I guarantee it, many of you listening out there still fail to own the very thing that would solve so many problems and bring you to new and better opportunities to have greater confidence and a, and a higher sense of self-worth. If you believe that you're the victim of all these circumstances, you know, then you will be if, because you're making that choice to be. If you believe that you're a big fish in a small pond and you want to grow out of that, then you will. You will be, right? If you believe that you're heroic, you will be. So get out there, ignore the haters, build, live, and enjoy the great life. You know, this is the life you were born for. Be heroic and don't stop hustling until you get to where you want to go. That's all I've got for you in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and check out all of our past shows and more great articles over at getheroic.com. All right, let's rock out. Welcome to the hidden track after party of the Heroic Hour, and uh, I just want, today I just want to share with you my favorite podcast hack, which is speed listening. Right, you can fast forward at two x on your app. It's like teaching yourself to speed read, but only for podcasts. If you missed something, you can always go back and and play it back slower. It's great. I use it on all sorts of podcasts, especially long ones. Whether it's mine, whether maybe it's Tim Ferriss's or some of the other ones you like to listen to. Take a look at your podcast app. There's probably a playback speed button right there on, on the main page for a podcast. Go ahead and give it a whirl and crank it up to 1.5 or even 2x. I like to rock it at 2x, but give it a try. This is a great way to train yourself to save time. Uh, you can, you, and right away, you'll notice that when you play back things faster, you'll realize that a lot of those shotgun approach podcasters out there creating seven minute shows don't really have anything interesting to say especially when their seven-minute show is, is shortened down to three minutes in the playback time. So try and use it. Train your, train your brain how to do it, and uh, I think it can serve you uh, really well. So that's, that's all I've got. Let's rock out.